0: Hello, listeners. Amit Neekar here. Thanks for joining me for the episode, our podcast about conversations with incredibly unique and not so mango people. Week, I'm talking to Amit Devika, an amazing stylist, fashion designer, and a very dear friend of mine. Hi, Amit. How are you?
1: Hi, Amit. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me
0: (laughs) Thank you so much Uh, So Amit, you could tell everything about yourself to our listeners
1: Okay, so uh, I do a lot of things Uh, Basically, I am a fashion designer, stylist Uh, I teach, Uh, I do personal wardrobes I write from time to time And uh, I design costumes for films Which is uh, one of my favorite things to do Awesome
0: So, uh, how does um, someone manage to be a pure professional in Bollywood, like maintain professional relationship in Bollywood?
1: Well, uh, I've always had one fundamental principle uh, when it comes to work and especially working in Bollywood, Mm -hmm. uh, which is that I go to the set or wherever, I go to uh, my workplace, I do my work and I push off, that's it, it's as simple as that. So, um, I think it's all about your intention Mm -hmm. and uh, I've always been very clear about my intention that I I just want to work, you know, I have no other agendas, I am not there to network, I'm not there to make friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not starstruck by any um, celebrities. So I just go I do my work and I come back home and uh, that's basically so work always stays your focus and of course along the way if you automatically develop you know certain associations or certain friendships that's fine I mean I'm not going to be a snob and be like no I don't want to talk to you <laughs> but um, you know it you just have to be clear about what uh, what you're there for and you're there to work and uh, so that helps in keeping it very professional mm-hmm. so automatically all your um, kind of uh, equations with everyone around uh, remain professional you never overstep your um, boundaries so to speak
0: considering you have so much of exposure you have you've done so much work with Bollywood and uh, you know in fashion everywhere um, I, I mean I have listeners who I remember I got, got a question from one of my listeners where uh, he he was asking that how difficult is it to get into this particular field and uh, how do you manage to avoid any uncomfortable moments
1: <laughs> um, to answer your first question uh, I would say uh, like I did uh, talking from my personal experience, um, I did a lot of things uh, before, at some point in my career, I found my passion and my niche. Because uh, fashion is such a wide field mm-hmm. that uh, there are many sub genres in fashion. So, you know, I, I worked with designers, I worked with export houses, I started my own export company. I did films, I did photo shoots, uh, you know, advertising campaigns, um, I uh, I did a whole lot of things, I did films side by side, I started doing personal wardrobes for people, uh, I started writing about fashion, I started teaching fashion eventually, mm-hmm. so um, I think if you try out, you just have to keep an open mind and try out as many things as you can. Because somewhere along the way, you realize, oh, this is what I really, really enjoy doing most, you know, amongst all the other things. And then you stick to that. Right. So that, uh, I think, would be my advice to just keep an open mind and try everything, like people who are starting off, um, starting out new, you know, intern with people, just say yes to every opportunity that comes by. You know, because every opportunity will be an experience and it will be a learning. So even if you uh, have a bad experience, uh, you learn a lesson so that you don't repeat that again. So you know that, okay, this is this has gone down badly, so I will not do this again. So it's always a learning lesson. Okay. Yeah, and um, well, to answer your second question, uh, it is uh, an industry where there are good people and bad people Mm -hmm. but um, I think to an extent um, and you know at the risk of sounding self-righteous it depends on you you know if you are uh, a decent um, dignified person Mm -hmm. who like I said earlier uh, is there to work and you know with no other agenda mm-hmm. um, You come across as that And then, you know If, some, if someone re- even wants to take advantage of you They probably won't approach you Because they'll know that Okay, this guy is not going to say yes To anything that I ask You know So, um, that's that's one way of Keeping these kind of people away mm-hmm. And um, so, so, I don't know I mean, I honestly have never come across anyone like that who has either propositioned me or who has even given me this creepy vibe uh, or has you know tried to take advantage of me maybe I've just been extremely lucky Uh, also I've always worked with people who I know or who I knew you know so friends or people uh, who have been associated with in some way or the other Uh, so I've been lucky that I've worked with extremely professional people creative people uh, people who are all about the work nothing else Uh, but yeah i mean there are all sorts like i said Mm. so um if you keep your head straight and if you know what you want um nobody can force you into doing anything basically so ultimately it's your choice and i do realize you know i'm not going to sit here and judge there can be certain people who are in a desperate situation or you know people who are um sometimes in need of something and in those situations you might even um get exploited or you might make a choice to uh, actually go ahead and do that compromise uh, which is also fine because that's your choice then right you know so uh, you know you can't judge people who um fall prey to these things uh, as long as they are not exploited um if it's your choice fine go ahead and do it because you know like they say desperate uh, uh, times call for desperate measures. Mm. So if you are in a situation where your back is against the wall, sometimes you may have to do it. Um, so it's you know it's 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 both ways. and so I, I, so I don't judge, but uh, I do believe that it's up to you. The way you conduct yourself um, is how people will treat you.
0: like mm. to know uh, about this new movie that uh, that that had come and the way you've, you've got a chance mm. to work with uh, um, Vidhu Vinod Chopra. Could you tell me uh, something about your your experience of working with uh, with him?
1: Mm. Uh, yeah sure it was uh, it was quite an experience mm. and he's quite a guy <laughs> So um, it was uh, it was amazing because uh, the premise of the film itself was uh, very very interesting, and um, it so happened that uh, I knew Vinod uh, Chopra because I uh, I had someone who uh, used to work with him, so I'd okay. met him a couple of times. And uh, in fact his sister was uh, doing a film a couple of years ago And uh, I was supposed to do the costumes for her film chopra's oh. sister's film Right uh, But somehow that film didn't take off And then uh, you know nothing happened for two years mm-hmm. And uh, then I suddenly one day get a call from their office And uh, you know they wanted to meet me for a film mm-hmm. So um, I went and I met them And uh, you know in the first meeting itself he said you know Okay, fine, uh, you know, you're on Just go up, read the script And, uh, you know, then tell me what you think So once I read the script It was so interesting because it was such a Touching, such an emotional Story and something that We, uh, living in Mumbai You only hear about These things, but when I read the script It actually um, Took me into uh, You know, that era and it took me into the lives Of those uh, refugees And, uh, you know, what those... Uh, Kashmiri Pandits went through uh, when they were chucked out of their own homes and had to leave their uh, city. So uh, I thought this was a great uh, opportunity and uh, I took it up. Um, I wasn't the only designer. Uh, They already had someone who was doing a certain amount of costumes but they wanted (laughs) me to do uh, you know, a a particular amount of costumes. So, um Again, it was for the first time that I was working with another designer so I was a little uh, apprehensive about how that was going to work out but it was fine, you know, we we uh, worked together quite well and the shoot was great, we shot in uh, Jammu and we shot in Srinagar uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some scenes where there were like a thousand people so we okay. had to figure out costumes for these thousand uh, junior artists who were playing refugees And of course, then there was the main cast, which was the main hero and heroine and their parents and everything. So it was quite an experience. Uh, It was uh, a big learning experience. Uh, Speaking about Vinod Chopra, he's extremely, extremely passionate about his work. And he's extremely smart, extremely particular about what he wants and what he doesn't want. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, it, it was great working with him, actually.
0: Right, and for just for our listeners, uh, this this is something that I would like you all to know that Amit has recently worked with uh, him on a movie called Shikara, and uh, this this is uh, the yes. movie based on uh, Kashmiri pundits, and it's a very very interesting movie. So yeah, if you if you get a chance, please take a look at it. And uh, I really loved uh, the concept. Of course, uh, I also wanted to understand uh, how difficult was it for you to manage so many people uh,
1: together on the spot mm. <laughs> it was crazy it was really crazy uh, there was one day when uh, they were shooting a scene where you know this truck of tomatoes comes and uh, as funny as it sounds it was really oh. sad because that was the only food they were allowed and uh, you know all these people run to the truck to get their food and uh, you know we had hired these uh, costumes for all these thousand people from 2-3 different places in Jammu and Srinagar And we were supposed to return them back You know because uh, we hadn't bought them Obviously we can't buy thousand costumes, that's right. crazy um, So we had to keep a record of them So of course we had a big team, we had about 3-4 assistants And me and the other designer and mm-hmm. some dressmen But uh, you know there were thousand people outside our costume uh, base um, with kids and elders and all sorts of ages. Uh, and we had to take each costume from each person and make a record of it. That okay, this costume has come back and this costume has gone to this person. So we had to write down all their names and you know, it was insane. Oh it was God. insane. But it was a lot of fun at the same time. Uh, we had night shi- uh, shoots in Srinagar and uh, this was winter. So it was two degrees, <laughs> and it rained a couple of okay. times. So um, it was crazy—the amount of cold and the amount of shivering that I've gone through—and <laughs> never in my life. <laughs> Great. But I, I
0: think that you know, it's it's not so easy to just scare into fashion and styling and just say that I'm a stylist. There's so much uh, behind the scene that.
1: Yeah, there's a, lot yeah of work. there's a lot of work
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. absolutely um, any any specific uh, stylist or fashion designer that you particularly follow or or you personally like or
1: yeah there are many actually uh, my one of my favorite designers uh, has always been Mark Jacobs wow. um, and um, yeah i just li- like his uh, his his personal style i like him you know as a mm-hmm. person Whatever I've seen and read and heard of him, of course I follow him on Instagram, and I, li- I like his work. I love his designs. Uh, I also love Prada, and uh, you know the history that they have and where they've come to today. Um, and uh, yeah, these are the two main designers that I really like. Talking about stylists, uh, of course my favorite is uh, Rachel Zoe. Mm-hmm. She's uh, one of the most popular stylists in Hollywood absolutely love her work. Wow.
0: Okay, Amit, so I I also have one very interesting question that I uh, kind of thought I should ask you because you've been a stylist, you've been a fashion designer, you've been into industry, and now you also uh, do a lot of teaching. Yes. So what is the difference between or between practicing and teaching fashion?
1: Um that's a very good question. <laughs> so um I actually believe that you should lead by example. Okay. Uh I have seen certain stylists and certain very very big stylists uh, even in Bollywood obviously I'm not going to take names who themselves look like Bhangini (laughs) and uh, yeah and and I just don't get it I mean how can you look like that and expect people or your clients to believe you when you say that I'm going to make you look great Uh, you know the first thing they'll say is yeah but look at yourself Mm. So, um, I do believe that, um, a stylist is his own advertisement. Yes. So you start with yourself. You start, you need to be well-groomed, uh, well-dressed, well-spoken, well-styled yourself. Only then will someone kind of trust you and say that, okay, fine. This person, I think will do a good job with me. Right. You know? So, um, I think that's very important. And uh, for me, it also started with myself because uh, I've always been interested in clothes and accessories and dressing up. I love dressing up. I- so um, <laughs> yes, I'm sure you know that, being my yeah. friend. <laughs> so um, right, right. Since I was a little boy, I used to enjoy that. I remember even in kindergarten, I used to pick my clothes and I used to tell my mother, "No, I don't want to wear this. I want to wear this." <laughs> So I've always been picky and, you know, as I grew up, I kept uh, advising my sister or my mother, okay, wear this and don't wear this with this and, you know, I think this will look good with this. So somehow, it it, it was always there in me. Uh, So so for me, it started with myself. So, you know, I I experimented with myself growing up in my teens, in my college days and somehow uh, it developed more and more and then once I started doing it for other people, uh, it was sort of just an extension of what I was doing for myself for so many years or rather what I would learned from you know styling yeah. myself for so many years. So it becomes very easy then to teach and to uh, kind of... Uh, so, so you basically practice what you preach. So um, when I teach my students also a lot of times it's from my own experience and uh, it just becomes easier then. Mm.
0: So... Uh- if I, uh, how difficult is it to study yourself? Because you would know so well. You would know what color will, go, will suit what will not suit you. Because you've been working with yourself since childhood. Uh, mm. And suddenly, mm. if someone asks you to apply that whole, um, whole logic and oh, that whole criteria and creativity on someone else, how difficult is it? Or how- How would you? I I rather articulate this to to to, if they want to become a stylist.
1: Right. So um, so you know every time I uh, take Mm -hmm. up a client to style, uh, I do a whole very very um, elaborate and uh, comprehensive questionnaire with that person. You know where I find out everything about that person what their lifestyle is what their background is what their daily routine is obviously once you meet the person you know uh, how tall they are how big they are how small they are you know their coloring uh, their hair uh, their body type you know if they're fit if they're um, you know not so fit so of course those things you know visually but uh, yeah i have this whole questionnaire where i find out everything about mm-hmm. that person because uh, when you style a person you have to customize all the styling to that particular person because there you can't make any sweeping generalizations uh, every person is different every person's um, likes dislikes you know lifestyle routine social life comfort zone you have to keep everything in mind and once you once you're done with that questionnaire basically all your questions yeah. are answered and then it just becomes really simple uh, because then you have the knowledge that okay this is uh, the coloring of this person so these colors would suit this person for example but if the client says that no no but I don't like these colors then you say okay fine let's look for another option you know so then you have these back and forths with the client and I generally take about a month month and a half to (laughs) finish doing a a client's entire wardrobe (laughs) uh, because it does take that long it's a process and it's a slightly internal as well as external process because somewhere they change even internally because the more uh, the the better they start looking the more confident they start feeling the more they are ready to experiment a little bit and you know uh it's a very interesting process to be witness to
0: what advice would you give to our
1: um, budding
0: stylists and fashion designers uh, who really want to start from the scratch, uh, and and this go this question comes from people who are are you know coming from where they have no idea or no money or no support but they still want to do something because they know that that they have it in them, and also people who are from a very very good background and they are well to do, they have support, but they have a lot of pressure that they have to. So yeah, this question is from them.
1: Right. So, um, I think there's no, uh, there's no substitute hmm. for education. So, the first thing you need to do is uh, get yourself educated uh, in the basics of fashion and styling. Uh, it's very important that you pick the right course uh, because there are many, many uh, courses nowadays. Uh, every other corner, there's a Fashion Institute opening. So I would advise that you go to many of them and then you choose what suits you the best. Don't go with people's recommendations or don't go with uh, what other people have liked because you need to choose what suits you. So, um, you know, visit many institutes, figure out what appeals to you most and then join a course, join a course in fashion, in styling, whatever uh, or maybe like a holistic course which teaches you everything you know like under the umbrella and um, do that sincerely study well you know finish yeah. the course um i know that this generation has a very small attention span and uh, i i see this with my own students also they get bored yeah. halfway through and then you know they lose their interest and then a lot of times uh, they just uh, you know they stop coming and you know they drop out of the course Uh, so don't do that Uh, finish what you started that's very very important get that degree get that piece of certificate Uh, and then uh, like i said earlier say yes to every opportunity that comes by Uh, do all kinds of work i know people who uh, have who are extremely big names in the fashion industry? Who started off in jobs where they had to just sit and staple mm. stuff? <laughs> Literally, there is a friend of mine who's a very do, do we call them interns? i just... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, his first job was uh, in this fashion house where uh, all he had to do was staple oh. the papers. So for two months, he was only stapling. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. But after that, he was given a chance to be a junior designer. So, if he would have quit halfway through the stapling, uh, he wouldn't have gone any further there. So, I think you need to stick it out, you know, and uh, realize that you're starting out and when you're starting out, you're not going to be given a bed of roses and a red carpet to walk on. Uh, You will have to work hard, you will have to do shitty stuff sometimes. But uh, do it and uh, get ahead. so um, because like I said learning from every experience good bad or ugly it only teaches you and it makes you stronger it makes you grow Mm, so yeah just 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 make use of every opportunity that comes and
0: I I like the idea how how you clearly mentioned that sometimes it's you know repeating something can can also make you learn I, when you were giving an example of stapling, I remember your uh, mm. uh, Jackie chain, where uh, the recent one, Karate Kid, where he teaches this kid on how to just remove his shirt and put it on a hanger, and then just yeah. it until he realizes that it's actually one of the yeah, moves yeah. to to really knock someone while fighting. True. So, yeah, I think I think and yeah. and I think somewhere I also learned that you will you'll get to have some patience and you'll, you'll know how to your...
1: Yes, you learn discipline, uh, you learn patience. I remember uh, one of I worked in, uh, you know, two, three um, export houses and fashion houses for about four or five years in the beginning right. of my career. Um, and I remember in one of them, my boss was this horrible, horrible, mean mm-hmm. lady who would make my life miserable every single okay. day. And, uh, you know, I would just, I would get so flustered, I was scared, I was, you know, um, on my toes the entire day. Uh, But it taught me so much because it taught me to tolerate this shit, you know, so uh, just putting up with her and listening to her. And it also made me realize that um, I was actually good at what I was doing. It was just that I was scared Uh of her, you know, so every time she would ask me, did you do this? And I would be like, uh... Um, I, I, I don't know, let, let me check and after this happened 10 times, I realized that, hey, you know what, I have done this thing and uh, I'm just getting scared of her, so the next time she asked me, did you do this, I used to say, yes, I have, so then she had nothing else to say to me, so you know, just a small little example, but uh, Every every experience teaches you, and it makes you more confident, and it makes you uh, evolve as a person. Wow! Thank you, thank
0: you so much. Yes, that just motivates. That just motivated me. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> great. Give us your five fashion mantras or tips. Um, that 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 can be he- that can help us because i remember one, first time meeting you and then you did not say anything and then a couple of times when i met you, and you the the comment that you had for me was why are you always on your in your track pants
1: <laughs> in your track pants <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and and then since then i've decided that if i'm meeting amit i have to ensure that i am not wearing a track pants it's like <laughs> a brand can, it wouldn't wouldn't work with him <laughs> doesn't so matter. yeah guys yeah. You, yeah. you must uh, uh, sorry, we have we, we are friends, so we get into these conversation also. But yeah, please coming back to the topic, we need some tips from you, mm. at least five tips.
1: Yeah, um, you know, so I actually believe that um, everyone's becoming too casual about everything. Uh, of course, aim living in Mumbai um, because of the weather and because of um, our crazy travel time than our daily routines uh it's difficult to be you know constantly dressed up and well put together yeah. all through the day but i think you should at least make an effort uh you know that there, there, there is uh, the saying which uh, i really think is amazing which uh, which goes um dressing up is a really beautiful form of politeness yeah. so if you think about it it's actually true because um if you are sloppy and badly dressed and, you know, uh, stinking and with horribly disheveled hair, you are subjecting people to that, right? You are, you may be okay with that. You may be comfortable with that. But people have to look at you. People have to smell you. People have to look at you and be like, you, who is this person? So you're actually being rude to people in a way. So uh, that's why they say, you know, uh, dressing up is a f- form of politeness. So I think somewhere we need to make that little bit of effort. Look, well, what we are born with, we can't change, which is like our bone structure, you know, the color of our eyes or mm. the color of our skin, or, you know, the type of hair that we're born with. These things are obviously we can't change. But what we can do is make the best of what we are given. That is in our control. And I think all of us should just have that one uh, little effort that we take in life to just do the best with whatever we've been given. So, um, yeah, that's, that, that would be my first uh, mantra. Um, and uh, Well, I always say this, uh, which is the very basic thing uh, when it comes to styling yourself or when it comes to even styling uh, a client maybe. Um, whenever you dress up, there are three things, three absolutely fundamental things that you need to keep in mind.
0: Okay.
1: Number one is your dressing up should be appropriate for the occasion. Hmm. It should be appropriate for your body type. And thirdly, it should be appropriate for the weather. Hmm. If you tick these three boxes, you can rarely go wrong. So you have to know your body type and dress accordingly you have to know the weather and dress accordingly. Uh, In a hot place, if you're going to wear a leather jacket and leather boots, you're just going to be stupid, look stupid and be uncomfortable and miserable the entire time. Or alternatively, in a very cold place, if you're going to go in shorts and a tank top, again, you'll look stupid and you'll freeze to death probably. So, it has to be suitable to the weather. It has to be suitable to your body type and occasion, my God, like you don't wear a pair of torn jeans and a you know, cotton shirt and go for a wedding reception. At the same time, you won't wear a Lenga to, you know, your office. So, <laughs> you know, that's the basic. So th- these are the three basics which we should always keep in mind. Nice. Um, what else? Um, then I would say, uh, I think a lot of us um, are conditioned to blend in. Mm. You know, we want to feel included, we want to feel um, that we are part of the crowd, that we, um, you know, look like everyone else. And that's, I think, the worst conditioning that all of us um, grow up with. True. Um, the fact of the matter is that every human being is different. Every human being is unique. Mm. So we should not try to be like everyone else. We should not Try to dress up like everyone else. And we should not try to blend in. We should try to stand out. True. That should be our effort. Because we are different. You are different. I am different. Every person is different. So um, why look like each other? You know, each person should look like themselves. Okay. So, um, you know, develop your personal style. Uh, let it reflect in... Uh, your own dressing up in your own clothes, uh, which brings me to the fourth point. Right. That um, you know that, 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 that like I was talking about Rachel Zoe, the one of my favorite stylists. Right. So this is something that she had said. Mm-hmm. Styling is um, expressing yourself without having to speak. It was a, which is such a powerful statement because you're literally um, the way you dress up and the way you present yourself is. Is who you are, so you don't even have to speak. People can just look at you and know exactly who you are. So I also feel that it's just a form of honesty, also. Yeah. You know, so you're 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 not showing uh, someone something that you're not. You're showing exactly who you are. True. So that would be my fourth mantra, and I think my fifth mantra, which I always say, is that. Um, the best accessory that you can wear is a smile oh yes absolutely i mean whatever you are going through however you're dressed you know whatever you wherever you're going uh just smile you know because that just makes everything better and that just makes people around you um look at you in a positive manner true
0: i agree i absolutely agree with that yes (laughs) Great, so we have some five amazing fashion tips and listeners if you really want to get into styling or you want to groom yourself and if you really want to get into something which will make people look at you like with lot of respect, you must follow these five mantras. Yes. Great. I remember you spoke about learning, you spoke about teaching, you spoke about Mm. teaching, you spoke about how you can go out and uh, look for courses outside and everything. But, Mm. um, you know, it's not so easy now because I think after this whole uh, pandemic situation, a lot of things will change. Maybe we'll have some courses online.
1: Uh, a lot yeah. of
0: people are offering online courses also. So I just yeah. wanted to understand what is your take on uh, on this particular pandemic and situation and how are you managing your creativity?
1: <laughs> um, so uh, the first thing I did was I cleared out my cupboard. Awesome. <laughs> I think all of us should do that. <laughs> Because uh, that's something that always gets procrastinated and you be to just put it aside and say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it someday, I'll do mm-hmm. it someday. So this is the time to do right. it <clears throat> and um, I think what comes out, the good thing that comes out of clearing out your cupboard is A, you declutter. Mm-hmm and uh, decluttering is always great. I'm all for decluttering because uh, clutter actually collects a lot of, attracts a lot of negative energy and the minute you declutter and uh, all the unnecessary things are out of your home, out of your life, uh, things just seem clearer, things seem simpler and you attract positive uh, positivity. So declutter, you know, clear out your wardrobes, keep only the things that, I have one policy, If you haven't worn something for one year, throw it away. (laughs) True. Absolutely. So, um, do all of that. There's there's another very famous stylist, I forget his name, who said something uh, which is amazing. He said, great style comes from ruthless editing. Mm. So you have to edit your wardrobe, you have to edit your own, you know, clothes. And once you ruthlessly edit everything, you're only left with the best stuff. Correct. So, um, yeah, so clear out your cupboards. What also, the the great thing that will also come out of clearing out your cupboards is that you'll have a pile of clothes that you can give away to charity. And there are so many people out there who need it uh, and who are having a much, much worse time than us uh, during this uh, pandemic. So, you know, you you get to help people also. Um, So, do that. And um, I think also, a little bit of self reflection you know just sit sit quietly in a corner and think about uh, what you really love doing what you really like out of uh, all the different things that you're doing uh, you know how where do you want to um, kind of see yourself in the next few years things like that just self reflection because that will give you clarity uh, about then what steps to take you know towards in in, in that direction and uh, the third thing I would say is don't give yourself too much pressure. As in, you know, uh, everyone's been talking about this. What do you do in quarantine? Let's do this, let's do that, let's do all sorts of things. Um, And that actually puts to- too much pressure on you to do something. It's okay to not do anything also, take this time out, just do nothing for a while. That might clear your head even more. Absolutely. You know, so don't be under that pressure that, okay, now I have all this time and now I have all this space. Now I need to do something. It's okay. Don't do anything. Just lie down, meditate, watch your favorite shows, look out the window, look at birds and trees. It's fine. Take that downtime and uh, maybe that will bring bring yes. you more clarity. Yes. Oh my God, that, that, is, that is so so fresh. Not
0: so regular from everyone Talk
1: yeah because I mean I keep seeing you know that there's people are just going nuts doing things and I'm like why do you have to do things just don't do things it's fine it's (laughs) it's, it's your choice
0: and now we have come to a very interesting segment of my show that's called interesting fact and this is where I would like to ask a million dollar question Amit please tell me or tell my listeners about hip's don't lie phenomena please
1: <laughs> oh god okay so um, well this is probably the highlight of my entire career um, that um, the outfit that Shakira wears in hips don't lie has been uh, designed <laughs> and made by me um, <laughs> okay applause applause thank you <laughs> So um, yeah, so you know, a few years ago, um, I I had partnered with this um, designer uh, who's based in LA, and we started a label called Hansini, uh, which means Swan. And uh, we used to design collections uh, in India, uh, get them made in India together, and then she, uh, she uh, my partner, she used to take them to uh, the US and sell them in all the big stores there like Macy's and Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus etc. And uh, she had a studio uh, where she would display all our designs. And uh, really? she was a Beverly Hills girl. So uh, sometimes you know celebrities and celebrity stylists used to walk into a studio. So one fine day this uh, stylist came in and she picked up a few really? clothes and she went. And then in a few days, we got a call saying that, uh, well, uh, I'm Shakira's stylist and Shakira's liked a couple of your garments and she probably will be wearing Mm -hmm. them in one of her videos. So Mm -hmm. we were like, yay, that's great. Um, But you know, these things happen very often. And you know, when there's a celebrity, they have almost 20, 25, 50, 100 clothes in front of them. And then they pick one. So you never know if it, you know, your your garment is actually going to be worn or not. But, uh, you know, we were lucky and to our surprise, she picked Mm -hmm. our skirt and uh, she wore it in the video and then the song came out and it became such a (laughs) multi-platinum hit. So, um, yeah, that's how that happened. And uh, after that song came out, um, we got crazy amount of Mm -hmm. orders for that skirt. Uh, If you remember, it's an orange uh, sort of layered frill skirt. And uh, yeah, so we did it in five different colors and uh, hundreds and thousands of uh, orders.
0: So I was just talking about how I was watching this video yesterday, and it was so amazing to go back and relive those days when we were crazy about this song. And trust me, I used to dance crazy and try, so try to do horrible belly dance uh, that I. Had and uh, I, I still can't move the this way is
1: na- no dance that you do can be horrible so shut up oh.
0: <laughs> thank you so much um, however let's let's just keep it between us <laughs> <laughs> so on that interesting fact we have come to an end thank of you. this beautiful episode thank you Same so here. much it was a pleasure talking to you thank you